0: This from, uh, John, uh, from Jesus in the Gospel of John, he says of himself, I am the way. And in Acts, the 22nd chapter, Paul describes his life and what he did earlier, and he says, And I persecuted these followers of the way to their death, arresting men and women and throwing them into prison. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Be seated, please. One day, retired pastor Ed Dobson, who lives in Michigan, heard a radio interview with uh, A.J. Jacobs. And some of you are aware of A.J. Jacobs, the uh, New York Times writer, who decided to try to keep all the laws of, uh, of the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, for a year. And he wrote about his experiences in a very entertaining book called The Year of Living Biblically. As Dobson uh, listened he got interested and stirred into a new project that he would try for all of 2008 to live the year as Jesus would. He would try to do everything the way Jesus would do it, keeping uh, the laws, uh, uh, wearing, uh, in a sense, some of what uh, loyal and Orthodox Jews would wear. And so on the very first day of the year as he engages in his project, he is flying to Florida, and uh, as a part of his project he said i need to get familiar with the life of jesus so he had started on his ipod listening to uh the bible and uh it's the gospels in particular so he starts into the gospel of mark as he's uh, waiting in the waiting area and the gospel of mark continues and and he's about to repeat now on the gospel of mark when he's uh, called to board his plane so he's listening to the scriptures as he's uh, sitting in his seat and suddenly they come on the air and they ask everyone to turn off their electronic devices and all of a sudden he asks himself would jesus quit reading or listening to the bible for any reason what do i do he asked and he decided that jesus would probably where possible uh, submit to authority so he goes ahead and turns off the bible shuts it off and turns off his electric device But his realization on the very first day of the year in 2008 is that doing what Jesus would do is not going to be an easy proposition. That we will run into a lot of uh, things that Jesus himself did not run into. What I often tell people about following Jesus is this. It's hard to do everything exactly as Jesus would do it because we run into situations that he didn't have i tell them i can't think of a time when jesus was stuck at five o'clock on Luke 410 just don't find that in the scripture but how do you handle it what do you do dallas willard makes a very interesting distinction he said it is important to try to do what jesus did but it will also be important to try to do what jesus would do if he were living in your body and when you do that As difficult as it is because there are no exact prescriptions for our day, you are walking along the way or the path of Jesus. The earliest Christians were called followers of the way. They were people who tried to do what Jesus would do in their body. At the end of the Gospel of Matthew, it talks about the separation of the sheep and the goats. And the sheep uh, go and they get to be with Jesus and the goats don't. And one of the interesting things about the difference between the sheep and the goats is they're never asked what they believe. It's all about what they did. Did they follow? The scripture assumes that you're going to believe in Jesus. But will you follow and walk his way? It's not easy to walk this way of Jesus because sometimes we're walking ways uh, that are different than what Jesus walked when he lived on this earth. And yet we try to go with him. And yet we try to follow him. As I look at the list of people who have died in the past year, I see so many different paths. There is no one way to follow Jesus. There are a number of ways that you go in your life and he goes before you. I see people whose lives were much too short. And so that their path was a shorter path than many of us have uh, been on. I've seen others whose path was extremely long. Their lives were very lengthy. Very and went in many more directions because they had so much more time. I see people who spent time in the hospital, a lot of time in the hospital. One man in particular spent so much time in the hospital that I used to tease him that soon he would own a wing of that hospital. But when he was there, he treated those who waited on him with such kindness and such respect that you could see among those who came in to poke him and prod him uh, again, that they would always do it with such care and respect for him. He made a difference in the way that he treated them. And then we had another girl spending a great deal of her life in the hospital, and she couldn't even speak to those who took care of her. And yet, her infectious smile, her optimistic, courageous attitude... As yet again she faced another difficult day, affected those who waited on her and they even testified that waiting and having her as a patient changed their very lives. I saw people who walked down the road of cancer, which is a hard road and and, uh, with many difficult turns. Uh, there was one uh, man whose battle with cancer took him into a deeper relationship with God and in prayer and with this community in such profound ways. Uh, the day that he discovered uh, he had cancer, he and his supportive uh, spouse came to see me, and I did the only wise thing. I sent them over to Donna. But as they grew in their faith and relationship with the community, you could just watch this happen. And there was another person uh, battling cancer. And, and this cancer brought out the best of her. And it brought out her fighting spirit. And, and in her faith, she determined that she would battle this cancer long enough that she would be able to take care of her husband and family as best as she could. The path took them to cancer. Their responses slightly different, but they both were honoring of Jesus. And I watched people who traveled the path, actually, of education that Jesus led them on. One was a lifelong instructor and even in retirement continued to instruct and bless others uh, through her teaching. And another believed that his faith in God called him to keep growing. And so when he was 80 years old, he signed up for a class in Hebrew. I watched them take the paths. And the paths were slightly different. But this is what I noticed of a lot of these people on the list today. A couple things. Number one is they never got ahead of Jesus on the path. They never lived tomorrow in place of living today. They lived each day. They blessed the people in their past in that day no matter their situation. They followed Jesus that day and let that day take care of itself before they would live the next day. They truly followed him. Uh, One of the scriptures that I misunderstood for so long was when Jesus is telling the disciples that he's going to be captured and crucified. And so Peter said, oh no, Jesus, they can't do that to you. You can't let that happen. And Jesus rebuked Peter strongly and said, get behind me, Satan. And I always interpreted that like Jesus was saying, you are so far off, just get away from me. I don't even want to look at you. But that's not what he was saying at all. He was like, you're jumping ahead of me. You're jumping ahead of me. You're, you're trying to worry about that day. Just get behind me and walk behind me for this day. And I noticed among so many people on this lift, list that ability to walk with Jesus in this day and not worry about the next day. And then the other thing I noticed about them is all of them through so many different situations and even so many trials never quit. They just kept going and going and... And Jesus would take a step and it would be into a very difficult area, but they would take that step and be right behind him. They simply didn't quit. And when I look at the names on this list, their lives still speak to me. They speak of people who follow the way. And they speak of people who maybe speak a different language than so many speak today. They speak languages of loyalty and faithfulness and commitment and stuff that's kind of... Move to the fringes in our day. But they still speak. Do you have anyone like that in your life? Anyone who has gone before you and yet their life still speaks to you today? When you come up for communion today, I hope that you will take the opportunity and find the markers that are in the plastic cups in your pew and write their name on the cloth. And then after you've received communion, you can go over to the nets in each side of the transept and tie that name alongside the other names as a reminder that these lives still speak today. I have one. He taught me that the most important thing in life was to love Jesus and tell others of Jesus' love. And he taught me the second most important thing was to develop your mind that God would want you to do that. And the third thing he taught me was always believe the best about people. And he's gone. But his life still speaks. Do you have anybody like that? Let's remember and celebrate them today.